The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris. Hannah is off. If you listen on Friday, you know why. See, that's why you never want to miss an episode. Good thing they're all on demand everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. Belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. This episode brought to you, just like all the others, by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, located in that iconic building on the corner of 95th and Pulaski. It's back to school time, and no matter what that looks like for you this year, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park can set up students for success with a student checking account. Whether they're starting their first job, heading off to college, students will have the resources they need to manage their money from anywhere. Online and mobile banking tools like remote check deposit, cardless cash, and much, much more. To open up a student checking account today, visit bankevergreenpark.com slash student slash EP. No minimum required to open. Member FDIC. Frank Murray's down at the bar. He's the new guy who's in charge over at the library. I'm I, I'm pro- going to probably call you the new guy for at least a couple years. You cool with that? Yeah. I, I, I... <laughs> That counts, yeah. <laughs> At least been, five years, right? Yeah, I mean, there's like there's a period of time where you're just always going to be the new guy, Frank. But you've been on this show already. Uh, this is your second appearance, and I wanted to check in and see what's going on because we're getting close to the school year, and I know the library does a lot of stuff that coincides with the kids going back to school. And I was like, perfect time, get them in here. Plus the fact that man, fall in Evergreen Park. The amount of events and things going on, I'm sure you're going to throw even more on my plate today. How are you? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks for having me on again. And you're absolutely right. We got a we got a loaded fall, so yeah. you better get that calendar ready, get it out. And uh, just let me start off by saying, everybody, let's make sure you be on the lookout for your fall newsletter, which is going to be coming out at the end of August, maybe early September, but definitely early August. It's going to be packed full of all sorts of awesome events. I always look forward. You want to know why? We like to have a segment every once in a while while I flip through and find the really weird things that you're doing at the <laughs> library. So I can't wait. You know, like how to can your own yams. I'm like, that's an actual class at the library. Like I want to find those kind of things and kind of peruse them. Well, I isn't it great out. that you can find anything at the library? It's really, <laughs> that's what makes the library so special. People forget there's books there. Yeah. That's, a, that's all I'm saying. Well, hey, well, that, it's a good thing. We're more than just books. And talking about weird programs and weird events, we got this one weird one that's coming up. It's uh, Meet the Director, where people get to come and meet me. Wow. Yeah, I know. It sounds really awesome. Feeling big about yourself, like people might want to come well, and see you? No, no one probably will. <laughs> but we're going to have some fun stuff. We're turning it into kind of like a family fest, and staff has kind of dubbed it as Frank Fest. So we're going to have all sorts of fun things. We're going to have a uh, donut truck from Doe's Guys on Crestwood. They're going to come in, okay. have some donuts for folks. Uh, it's one of my favorite little you know things to eat. So, of course, we've got to have some donuts. We're going to have a petting zoo. We're going to have an escape room, and we're also part of the uh, library in the inside. We're turning it into like a little mini golf course, so you can come in and uh, have wow, some fun. Wow, what yeah. day is this thing? So this is Saturday, September 25th. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to noon. So a two-hour event, donuts, escape room, mini golf inside the library. People get to meet you. That's yeah, the highlight they want of the whole to. thing. I, that's, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's I'm, the big deal. I just came here for the donuts and the petting zoo. Right. Yeah. Don't you want to meet Frank? No, no. I would like to go in that escape room, though. Like, maybe you're the surprise. Like, if they can get out of the room, you pop out of, like, you. a door opens up and be like, surprise, you won. I'm Frank. 
And they're like, oh, you know, hopefully, you know, people have a lot of fun. They can talk to me if they want to. Hopefully they'll say hello. How intense be is great this escape room going to be? Like, how intense is the escape room? Not intense. It's, really? It's, 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 it's going to be built for families and, okay. you know, just right. a lot of fun. All right. Well, I would have yeah. liked to. We'll get a more intense one for you down the road. I would have liked yeah. an intense escape room. Okay. We'll maybe work on that in the future. <laughs> I like an escape room that makes me think to myself, maybe, just maybe, there really is an apocalypse going on. Yeah. Like maybe just maybe, like I want the scary one. You want to get scared. You huh? work on that All for right. me, okay? All right. Maybe we'll, for we'll Halloween or something it. like that. Ooh, there we go. There you go. What else you got? Well, you talked about schools. Um, we're doing a couple things with uh, District 124. Um, we partnered with them with a reading app called Sora. And it's going to allow all the students at District 124 to gain access to all the library's ebook contents through the OverDrive app that we have okay. currently. So we're really excited about that. That's going to be launching up here for start of the school year. Okay. And then we're also partnering up with the high school, Evergreen Park High School and Berwyn Public Library for a, um, a young adult author event. There's going to be an author panel. There's going to be three authors um, discussing their books and allowing kids to ask questions. So we're really excited about that as well. I think that's neat. I know I never wrote a novel or wrote a book, but it was something that when I was in high school, I wanted to do. And it was very difficult to find like, like anything for high schoolers. Like maybe you could write for the paper. Like I wrote for the daily standard for brother ice when I was in high school. That's where I went. But I mean, even though I could write an article every week or write two articles a week or something like that, there was, I never felt there was enough that encouraged like actually sitting down and writing a short story or a book or something along those lines. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and that, uh, actually, November is actually National Writers Month, so we're going to be looking into doing stuff with that, too. That's cool. That's cool. I'm into the writers. I like them. I was going to be a writer. Then I realized that I could just talk, and it would save <laughs> me a lot of time. A lot of different things that are happening, plus you're going to run into Halloween, Thanksgiving, anything centering around the holidays or the changing of the seasons. Oh, man, we got a ton of stuff throughout throughout the whole September, October is going to be geared towards fall, and obviously October more focused on Halloween. But the big one that we have going on right off the start of the bat, we're going to have a, a nocturnal animals presentation at the library, September 4th, focusing on bats and other other nocturnal animals that you find in the neighborhood. Are there going to be bats there? There's going to be bats there. You're going to have bats at the library? You're going to have bats at the library. Will yes. Batman also be at the library? He might have to make an appearance. <laughs> it's only It only goes with a the theme, right? It only goes with a the theme. <laughs> Seriously, 20 years ago, I would have just had a stunt guy from my radio station dress up as Batman and lurk around the <laughs> library for a week just just because it would have been funny to do when you were doing that. All right, so we've got bats, we've got books, we've got uh, we've got mini golf with escape rooms and you jumping out of a closet. <laughs> what, what what else we got at the EP library? What else we got? Well, we got a great, we've, I think we've already mentioned this before too, but we've got a Wi-Fi hotspot lending program that folks can come in and check out uh, hotspot devices, take them home for up to a week. Right. Uh, there's no charge that goes with that. So that's free of charge. Folks, uh, especially now with more remote working going on, remote learning, hopefully school districts don't have to go back. But, um, you know, in case people need those resources, we have them there as well. And we also have Zoom tablets for seniors. Uh, it's a tablet that's designed to help older adults get introduced to technology and connect, you know, to, to family meetings that are being done over Zoom or uh, health appointments that are being done um, over Zoom too. And we're there to instruct you and show you how you can use that that device to connect to your to your information needs. 
So Frank is also in the uh, six inning softball league that we've been talking about an awful lot here on this show, and we're playing each other. Yes, in our next contest that that, that I have, we just realized that when we were talking to each other, we're going head to head our teams. Any injuries so far this year, Frank? Injuries to our team? No injuries to you. Oh, because injuries I have to like, me. I have like seven so far. You know, there's always yeah, that. I'm, I'm an injury a week right now. Injury a week. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's always that lingering hamstring injury that doesn't quite go away. Right. You know, it right. takes that, that takes that quick step away. I wish that's all I had. But uh, have yeah. you ever woken up your your hands basically flippers because you've hurt both of them at the same time? Anything like that ever happened to you before? Yeah, every Thursday morning, <laughs> every Thursday morning, and my back too. It's like what you're like. You can't everybody, bend. Everybody feels good after the game. Everybody feels good at the end of the night. Everybody wakes up the next day in t- in terrible pain, and then for some reason we drag ourselves out the next week. This is what middle aged men do, right? There's still that ounce. It's just an ounce of competition, a competitive right. bone that's still left, and you know, and, and your body's saying no. And don't the belief do it that anymore. we're younger. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that it too. is. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is now time for your EP podcast. Word on the street, brought to you by Porter Cullen's. Irish pub and restaurant located right on 99th Street, 3541 West 99th in the southwest quadrant of Evergreen Park. Along with all the Irish fare that you would expect from Porter Cullens, there's also a brand new private party room. And gaming is there. New game room. Slots. 21 and over. Premier place in Evergreen Park to go get your gaming on. Get more details at portercullens.com. You are less than one month away from the deadline to get your new vehicle sticker. September the 15th is the deadline. Avoid the crowds. Order online. You can pay with a credit card now for no additional fee. Go to the Village website, evergreenpark-ill.com. You can also go there to see the full guide, the Fall Recreation Department booklet. Details on one of our previous episodes. Go back and look at last Monday's show. We broke it all down with Josie Donovan from the Rec Department. Remember, the Village of Evergreen Park is still offering for a limited time the annual 50-50 sidewalk replacement program. They pay $90 to repair a sidewalk square in front of your home. You pay the other $90. Set up an appointment, get it all measured, figure it out, 708-422-1562. Coming up very quickly, make your plans now, 5 p.m. It kicks off September the 6th, Labor Day here in Evergreen Park at 50 Acre Park, 91st in Rockwell, the City Lights Orchestra with a big concert, all free, fireworks at dusk, should be a beautiful night. Come on out, have a blast with your neighbors here in the EP. And don't forget this Tuesday, August 24th at Central Middle School, District 124's Back to School Bash, open to the community, 5.30 to 7 p.m. Once again, on Tuesday with the EP podcast, live on the scene. Food, fun, music, a foam machine. What else could you want? That's your word on the street. Frank Murray from the library. Hang out a moment. I'm going to get to you a little bit later on here in this show. Still much more ahead. An event that just happened this past weekend, though. I know everybody was excited to find out. Did Tom Hanks show up at the first ever Evergreen Park type-in? The answer? No. What are you, crazy? Tom Hanks wasn't coming to that. But I did talk to the guest of honor and learned all about a fascination with typewriters. Sarah Everett is standing here with me, and you traveled a distance 
to get here to talk about vintage typewriters. First of all, how old are you and how did you get into this? So I'm 24 um, and I got into typewriters because I watched California Typewriter, the documentary with Tom Hanks in it. And I saw that and I thought that was so cool. Bought my first typewriter and the second you tell everyone else that you're interested in typewriters, they give them to you and you end up with a full collection without ever wanting one. So now I have 30 typewriters. Um, I think of them as like lost kittens and I'm their foster mom and I fix them up and then I send them off on their way and uh, yeah. Do you use them all? Like, I mean, it, it, is there is there a difference like where you sit there and say, I want to I want to write something, I want to type something, and this is the perfect typewriter for it? Is does that really exist? It does, and you'll find that with people who know a lot more about typewriters than me, uh, they have preferences on what the typewriter feels like, what the font looks like when you're typing on it. You know, there's a difference in feel between like a little portable one and a big heavy one that you put on the desk. There's a difference in feel. I play with them more for my YouTube channel. I like to collect different ones to show people on the internet so for me the the more different they look and the more repairs I can show people how to do is really what I'm going for as a collector but when you're going to write on them people who tried a lot will have their specific preferences for yeah feel of a typewriter tell me a little bit about this YouTube channel because this is something that we we've we've had some fun with Glenn who put this all together uh, I was like people are really in the typewriters that much but you have a channel like uh, how many people are following this how long you've been doing it for what's the name of it yeah so it's called just my typewriter I have a YouTube channel and an Instagram both the same name I have 1,350 followers on YouTube and 2,700 on Instagram. So the people exist out there. They do. They exist out there that are into <laughs> typewriters. It's not just me and Glenn. Um, but yeah, there are people out there who will go for repair advice, people who maybe have saw, like, saw a typewriter in a movie or in a documentary and want to get into them. I like to think of myself as like the... The, the person who gets people into typewriters to make them less intimidating. Because sometimes if you look at them, they look like a lot to fix. And I don't want people to be scared of them. I want them to try them. They're cool. Even if you only use it once a year, it's a cool thing to have in your home and play with. And that's my goal as a creator. So yeah, just my typewriter on YouTube and Instagram. Sarah, you came a long way to come to Evergreen Park and talk typewriters. I appreciate you talking with us and have a safe travel back. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you. And I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values. And he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell them we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Hannah is not in this week. Uh, we're going to keep her away until the next episode just because we want to make sure we had all of our ducks in a row over here. 
because the kids all caught COVID. If you missed the episode with me talking about the fact that I have three kids with COVID-19 inside of my house, that is already out on demand, a conversation between myself and Dr. David Beckman from Family First Medical Group, as we kind of discovered right there within that 24-hour period what was going on. And uh, I just want to take a quick break in the show. Just just give a, a few moments here. Bring my wife down here to the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar. Eric has been on the show before. Honey, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, you know I'm good. Okay. It's weird to, to greet you like we haven't seen each other every day for the last 20 years, but... I wanted to give like an opportunity for you to sit down here because you've gone through this as well as I have. And one of the things, one of the reasons why I've been talking so freely about the fact the kids all got COVID-19 is that I've noticed, and I know you've seen it as well, ever since I've kind of gone public with it, there's a lot of people reaching out and saying thank you. Because in reality, all you ever see in news stories is the worst thing. And that doesn't mean, that isn't to diminish anything that's that's happened to families, to individuals, to those who have lost their lives to COVID-19. But it's not a disease that takes out 99% of the population. It actually does the opposite of that. The vast majority of people survive COVID-19. And we've had a lot of people reach out and say, thank you, because I've been nervous about my kids going back to school. I've been nervous about, you know, what's happening with the Delta variant. I've been, I've been scared. I've been worried. And to have somebody kind of explain what it's really like when it goes through your house these days has has put my mind at ease a little bit, you know, not not to say you disregard it, not to say that you shouldn't go get a vaccine. If you're an adult, you're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. But a lot of people have kind of said thanks. Right. Right. They did. A lot of people reached out, said thank you. Um, I'm a little bit less worried about my kid going to school. Um, at least I know what to look for and I can just hope that, you know, everybody has the same situation that we've had. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing, like what we've noticed, first of all, and you tell me if I'm leaving anything out here, every single one of them had some reaction, right? But what I noticed was that the oldest kid got it worse. The youngest kid had it, had the least amount of problems. The one in the middle fell right in the middle. It's almost as if over the last 20 months, we've been told the older you are, the more at risk you are. Because even within the kids, the youngest one had the easiest time of this, even though all three of them were were positive. And the oldest one at 15 years old had the hardest time of it. And she lost two senses, taste and smell. The middle kid just lost taste, and he seems already be getting it back a day or two later. Like, it's interesting, depending on their age, how they've reacted to it, right? Right, and I think we are fortunate, like, not too many fevers. Like, Audrey had more fever than um, than Dominic and in Nick got got his fever later but it it didn't last very long and i think also the older that she was the more body aches that she had those were the main concerns that she was concerned about was her he- her head hurting the fever which did not get very high and also the body aches where we didn't see that as much as in our littlest where he just had the fever but was still playing. He doesn't even realize that he's still has happy. It. He gets he's to watch more around, TV, like, yeah. eat telling, ice cream all the time. He keeps telling me, he's like, I got to watch TV all day because I got the Rona. That's what, it, that's all he keeps <laughs> telling me at six years old. Like, he's like, this is, he's like, he's going to walk around and tell people he's got the Rona for the next six months. I'm going to have to keep telling people like, no, he's fine. Cause he's just going to keep claiming that he has it now. Um, but the other thing that I kind of wanted to have you down here for was that I made this public, not only amongst friends and, and family, but I talked about it on the EP podcast on Friday. I talked about it, mentioned it on the Socks in the Basement podcast, and overwhelmingly people with support. But one of the things that I got back is that it almost seemed like there was a very small, very small, but it was unnerving to me, 
very small amount of people that seemed almost disappointed my kids were doing well because they're, they, you know, they, they were upset that I was like, we're fine, that I wasn't as upset that I was. And maybe I'm not as upset. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Like I, you know what I'm like, you, you know me like I, 10 years as a 911 dispatcher. I've heard the worst things in the world. There's stuff that I could talk about on here and it would make you all want to throw up in your mouths. Like it, it, it's horrible. Some of the things that I've listened to, and I've gotten to the point where I'm a very pragmatic compartmentalizing person when it comes to life and death. And I'm able to look at this and say, okay, 26 million, you know, children or more have been infected with COVID-19 around 300 of them have sadly passed away. That is a Horrible tragedy for everybody that was touched by any one of those 300 children that passed away. But then I look at my kids and I go, I feel okay. Like, you know, I mean, because I use that odd system in my head right away because that's the only way I was able to get through every single day of listening to the worst stuff in the world. So I might be a little bit callous. I might be. So to me, I'm just kind of like, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. I think it threw people off when I acted that way. Well, you're more a statistical person. You're looking at all the data. You've been looking at the data since, you know, day one of this virus. Um, You were nervous, though. But I was. You got freaked out. I got freaked out. You were like, my kids had COVID. You were like a mess. I'm like, they're going to be fine. And like, I I felt like I was this one guy in an island going, they're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, there is still a lot of unknowns out there. And so like... If it's your kid, like, yeah, I think I, w- I was more worried, but, you know, with you having the level head that you have and, you know, even talking to the doctor about it, it kind of helps put my my mind at ease that they're going to be OK. And I even got to talk to their pediatrician and basically he said, we're just living with it. Everybody's going to get it eventually and we're just going to live with it and they'll be fine. This is what you need to do. And this is what you need to look at if um, things go for the worst and just give us a call and we'll be there holding your hand. So I think we're fortunate that we had a great support team already in place with the doctors that we know and that we have. And then also everything that you read to make me feel a little bit more calm. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, And I don't go on any weird websites or get my information off of Twitter. I like look at the CDC website. I talk to doctors. Like I've been into this since, since day one, paying attention to the ebbs and flows and everything that's going on. The other thing I kind of wanted to address is that some people thought me not being that worried about my kids meant that for some reason, like I was against vaccines. If you were paying attention on Friday or if you heard me talk on the Socks in the Basement show, I thought I made it very clear that I was, we were fortunate that you and I have a vaccine and I've actually been trumpeting the fact that the Moderna vaccine seems to be like indestructible. I mean, I, I kissed COVID three times every night and sent it to bed. Okay. I mean, especially Nick, who's six years old. I woke up one night to him embracing me, breathing open mouthed into my face, like his, his, his mouth on my nose, I woke up to. Like, and the fact that then we went and got tested and didn't have the virus, didn't have a viral load that we could pass anybody else and were cleared with that vaccine. I, they're all different. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, if you got the Johnson and Johnson, you, you, when you got it, it was only giving you like a 60 some percent pr- protection. Okay. The, I'm a big believer in the vaccines, especially I keep telling you this Moderna is like the Cadillac of vaccines. Like if somebody hasn't got it yet, I'd be like, go get the Moderna. I, like, I, I mean, I literally had COVID breathe it down my nostrils and kiss me on the lips and didn't get it. I think I'm very fortunate that you convinced me to get the vaccine because you got it before me. Um, I was surprised that you got it after all the conversations that we had, but you, you said, this is the one I want to get. And you went out and got it. And I'm like, well, 
I guess I should bite the bullet and I should get it too. And and I am very happy that I that I did take the time to get the vaccine. Right. I feel like um, you and I would have gotten it, um, especially with because uh, we did not like quarantine our kids. So like we would have gotten it. It made it easier. It made it easier to understand that like they're sick, but I can take care of them. You know, we have friends who have a kid that's sick right now and they basically put the kid in the room for two weeks because they don't they're not they're not vaccinated. Uh, We also have we also have people that we know where the vaccinated uh, father in the family got so sick, ended up in the hospital. But doctors are like the vaccine is probably the reason why he's back home from the hospital and he's alive. So trust me. You've heard it here. I've said it already. I've said it multiple times. I've mentioned that we were vaccinated. They were. They cle- I mean, there's clearly a difference when you have it or not. I'm not going to tell anybody to go get it. That isn't my job. I'm never going to preach to anybody what they should do. You're adults. You know, make a decision. But if you're if you're wondering the difference in it, it worked. I mean, <laughs> like this, this highly contagious thing that we're hearing about, this Delta variant, okay, which you were told by the pediatricians, that's what that's what they ended up with, okay? That this highly contagious thing right in my face, five, six days in a row, at their most contagious, nothing. Okay. Now I know that there are some breakthroughs, but like with the Moderna one, it's like less than 1%. And the doctor, Dr. Beckman explained it. So trust me, if you want anybody to sit there and ask, if you want to ask anybody, do they work? Ask me. All right. I was in the Petri dish. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like an experiment. <laughs> Right, I was thrown inside of a household with these children, and they're just walking around. There's <laughs> COVID everywhere. All right, I mean, and they don't, and they don't even act like they have it. That's the funny thing. Like they just, they, they, they walk right up, they hug you, they blow their nose, they touch. I mean, your your son Dominic leaned over my food the other day and just was like, put his nose like right over my food that I was making. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I was looking at what you're making. I'm like, you're breathing directly into the food that I'm eating. Nothing. So trust me, they work. All right. What you're going to do with that, whatever you want to do with that. It's not my job. But I will tell you this. They work. That that was something that I learned. And they're doing really well. That's the the bottom line is, as we end this and we move on to other things here on the show. The, the bottom line is they're all doing very well. It all kind of went how Dr. Beckman described that it was going to go on Friday. I'm telling you, if you're a parent, go listen to that show. It's really interesting. We had just found out that our kids all had COVID. We got on with a doctor. We talked about the things that we ran into at the Cook County Department of Public Health, what the pediatrician said, got advice from Dr. Beckman. We talked an awful lot about the different things we could expect. It went just as he described. That's how he described pretty much the norm for children. We went through that. All right. So we'll give you a really good idea of it. And if you're not interested in it, the show's on demand. You can skip the COVID parts. Okay. There's parts that are non-COVID coming up right now. This is the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com. You know, I get muscle aches all the time. I've gone from being able to do whatever I want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity. Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches, always free of preservatives and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain. You can even use it for skin ailments like burns and dry cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com and use the promo code BASEMENT. Get 20% off your order. 
And now check out the new 2500 milligram balm with reduced pricing on their classic balms right now at creakybone.com. Frank Murray from the EP Library. Uh, I'm going to give you one more thing. Just throw me one more thing here because oh, man, I, you got it. There's too much. You got Really? Okay. Yeah. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a timer. Just rattle through it. Ready? Go. Go. So September is National uh, Library Card Sign-Up Month. Come inside, either sign up for a new library card or renew your library card. We're going to have a drawing that people will get entered into uh, when you uh, sign up for your library card or renew it. We also are welcoming a new member of the library team. Nutella is a new friend that we have, a little squirrel that we put together for summer reading. Oh, I was so worried for a second, Frank, that you thought that a jar of Nutella was your new friend. I was I was like, well, that's it for this library director. You, Time the, to find a new one. Chris, the kids will know what I'm talking about. We have kids come in just to find Nutella, the squirrel. The Nutella, they the get, squirrel. Make sure you little, say yeah. the squirrel the every squirrel. time you say it. Okay. The squirrel. That's what we're going for. So we we've uh, we did a contest over summer reading, name the squirrel, and Nutella is the name of the squirrel. So we're happy to finally have a name for the squirrel, and he'll still be hiding around the, the library all over the place so kids can come in. Wait, I'm sorry, the squirrel runs free in the library? It's a knitted squirrel. It's oh. not alive. Oh, yeah. man. I you, I was thinking right then and there, like, this is the coolest thing in the world. There's just a squirrel like running Dewey around. Like the cat. Right. And then all of a sudden, the squirrel, like, it, somebody removes a book, and the squirrel just jumps out, like, in... Uh, <laughs> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, like that's what I was imagining. Maybe next year, but right now <laughs> we'll sit with the uh, we'll sit with the knitted squirrel, much safer environment. Probably won't chew the books, make nests, um, but no, it's a lot of fun. The kids have a lot of fun coming in and trying to find the squirrel. Okay. Um, and then the last thing on my list here that I want to bring up, we're going to have a fantasy football league at the library. This is something I've done every year at every library I've been at for the past seven or eight years. It's been a lot of fun um, program. I start to try to just. You know, try to get that elusive demographic in the library. Men in the ages of 20 to, to 50. I'm already and, in. Yep, there you we go. let me know. When's there the draft? It's perfect for, uh, <laughs> perfect for experienced vets like yourself or, or new people that just want to learn the game and, and see what it's all about. Uh, draft's going to be Tuesday, September 7th, and it's going to be at 6.30. You can sign up. you got to sign up online through our uh, li- library's website um, and enter your email address so I can email you the link to join the league. You can do the draft either from home or come in. We'll have the equipment there for you to to do the draft live at the library. Awesome. Very exciting. Frank Murray, he's the director of the library. He uh, has an inanimate object that, uh, <laughs> that, that he moves about the building. He jumps out of closets and says, hi, I'm Frank. I would like to have an event and meet you. And he plays 16-inch softball with less injuries than what I get. And uh, you're becoming a you're becoming a star, my friend. Chris, now you just jinx me, man. I got a feeling there's going to be a bad injury on my horizon here. Thanks a lot. I well, we're going it. up against you. We're going up against you. And I just I'm not trying to get you injured, but you look like an athletic guy, and I'm pretty sure we don't want you uh, doing any damage against our team. That's all I'm saying. There we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Frank Murray from the library. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, Broadcast Basement, Nudie's Basement, 
the broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.